Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Hickey and McBridge join me. We're going to talk some IndyCar news and discuss kind of what's going on. I know Hickey has his non-racing racing question first, so I'll turn it over to him and we'll kick this show off. Yeah, we're going to keep it simple today. I just want you guys to tell me the most overrated movie you've ever seen. Oh. or We haven't done that one before, have we? No, I don't think so. Okay. Most overrated movie. Why is this different? Like, I think I'm so- I got two if you want me to start. Yeah, yeah you can start. You- yeah. I, I think okay. Anchorman is one of the most unfunny movies I've ever seen. Get out. You're fired. Out! No! It is the best quotable movie ever! It is a quotable movie, but I don't think it's funny. You're... Uh, we will be accepting applications. Only people that comply are people named Jake Neely. So please go ahead and submit your applications to host Mike on Twitter. The second most overrated movie. Well, I've, I just got fired, Mike. So, uh, <laughs> the second most overrated movie is Fight Club. Mm. All right. I just don't like, I hate them. I hate the movie. Like it has like, it was well done and it's visually, you know, very good and, and whatnot. But I just don't like the movies where you spend two hours going through it, and it's like, oh, hey, by the way, that character that was with you that whole time, they weren't actually there. They were just in your head. It's like, what What, what are we doing here? Isn't that also how The Sixth Sense went? <laughs> I actually never saw that yet. Oh, my bad. Never mind. Forget I said that. No spoiler alerts. I don't know any of the lines <laughs> no from that movie. No spoiler alert. Post, <laughs> uh, what are you at? All right, well, yeah, well, he's Googling. He is yeah. Googling. I see that. <laughs> I mean, it's not trivia, so <laughs> relax. But it has to be something that you feel is is overrated. Not just I know. Like I'm trying. Google told you. Listen, it, life is a little chaotic right now. I can't remember what I've seen or what I haven't seen at this point. Well, hang on. Let me just roll through the top ten on the IMDb 250, and I just want you guys to give me like a thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay, Shawshank Redemption. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Godfather. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I've never. I've wait, never what? Seen it either. Oh, <laughs> my soul! Come on, host. You were like thirty when that movie came out. Uh, yeah, still haven't seen it. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-two. In case you were curious, uh, Godfather Part Two, which I'm going to go ahead and see if you did see the first one, you see the second one. The Dark Knight. Oh, thumbs up. I think that's a thumbs up. Wait, are these the top? Wait, are these the top ten overrated, or these are the top ten movies ever? 
the most rated by okay, fans. most rated. Sorry, I, I didn't understand the <laughs> Twelve Angry Men, which was also from Host Childhood. Never seen. You've never seen Twelve Angry Men. Holy lord! Is that a jury? Is that a court? yeah? It's where the it's the one jury, the one juror who thinks the guy's innocent convinces the other eleven jurors, and then they all swing. I their think decision. maybe I have seen that, but obviously not enough for it to rate. <laughs> well, you were required to watch that one in school. Schindler's List. Thumbs up. Yep. It was very well done. A little slow in some parts, but it was a long movie. Yeah, um, it was a long movie. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, which I believe is the last one. Correct. Never seen it. I've only seen the first one. Uh, I also think the trilogy is pretty overrated, if you ask me. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. Pulp Fiction, uh, that was overrated. Uh, that's not a favorite. Oh, it's like not that. even like my top five Tarantino movie. I wouldn't say it's a top five movie, but I liked it. Kill Bills were way better. Good, Bad, and the Ugly, never saw it. Nope. Nope. And then The Fellowship of the Ring, was, which is one of the most boring Ew. movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And then there you go, slap in the face. My club's 11th, so that's really nice. I'm not surprised. Love that. Anything by Jim Carrey is overrated. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on a second. We got Ace Ventura, one and two no. are very good. Horrid. Very Awful. funny. But no. Grinch. No. I hate that. Grinch. Almighty. No. Shannon's fired uh, too. The mask. I said the mask is a very the good worst. Movie. It's the worst. Oh, Jim Cameron, Carrie Diaz. So are the pet detective Amazing. ones. No, no. Big X. No. Well, let's see. The series of unfortunate events. No, that movie was terrible. But <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. I thought that was on Netflix, and I thought that was um, Neil Patrick Harris. I think he was the original. There was like a motion picture movie motion in which he was the picture. original. Oh, He's talking like gosh. me, like I'm 80. Oh my gosh. Let's count how many times Host says really old words today. Yeah, he was in the movie that was released in 2004. Yeah, no, I don't know that movie. Anyways, what do we got going on today? Hey, what's up? Are we going racing? Yeah. Yeah, Hickey, what do you want to start with? Well, let's start with the one that came out today with Juan Montoyer coming back to the Indianapolis 500 with McLaren. I did not read the article. Is there anything about him doing more than just Indy, or at this point, is it just Indy and maybe the it's Grand Prix? The road course and the the road course and the five hundred. Okay, so is he going to do better, worse, or the same roughly as last year? He finished seventh last year or eighth? Top ten. Yeah. So the, the Grand Prix, he did nothing, and then yeah. the actual the Indy five hundred, he did very consistently well, and I think it was a top ten. I don't even I, I mean, I don't think the Grand Prix for him is like he cares where he finishes more just kind of getting acclimated to the car again. So that one's just kind of a I don't want to say throw away, but throw away. I think he's definitely capable of finishing in the top 10 again. I don't remember exactly where he finished, but that team's only getting stronger, as I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. So there's no reason to think unless bad luck hits him or, or something crazy happens that he'll fall off. He's still obviously incredibly talented. Yay. Another entry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm another here nor there for him. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not quite pleased that they put him in the six and not the 626 like they did last year, but um, 
that's a whole other topic, probably. Wasn't the 86? I think it was a 66. I thought it was 86. Let's see what the old Wikipedia has, because... Uh, spelled his I'm name so... wrong. It's Montoya. I thought it was Montoya. It, it was the 86 last year. Really? I think the 66 Yeah, I think Alonzo did the... Oh, you're right. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. I don't know. Do we know? I'm sure there's a historical context behind the 86, but still didn't look good on a car. Yeah, there there was. I don't remember what it was, but Hickey, any thoughts or should we talk about the the number he was given? Yeah, I I like Montoya. I think he's uh, one of the most talented drivers I've ever seen. And he doesn't have, I don't know how many 500s he's got left in him. So it's always good to get him back in. So hope he can make the field and would be cool to see him win his third, although I wouldn't put his chances above 4% at this point. All right, so I'll ask the question. He's given number six, which, thanks to expert Googling from somebody today, we found the old article where Arrow, McLaren, Schmidt-Peterson said that number six would be held for Robert Wickens, and that's why they ran Fred with the 66 that year. Obviously, we don't know if and when Robbie will be back, but and I know we know Shannon's opinion, but we'll start with Hickey on this one. What are your thoughts on him being given number six? I guess I don't know enough about it. And, or if they did talk to Wiccans, what Wiccans might've said, I guess that would be the only thing for me is just making sure they had a conversation with Robbie about it and not just kind of, going behind his back and being snakes about it. But I don't know enough about what did or didn't transpire for that one. So let's pretend I actually, I think I said that to Shannon earlier is if Wiccans gave it the okay. All right, cool. But if he didn't give the, like, let's just pretend for discussion's sake that they didn't ask him. Do you think that they wouldn't ask him? I mean, I I don't know. I would hope that they did ask him because he's still um, on the team as a, Con, not a consultant. Is he a driver coach? What is his What is his role? It's a great question. I don't know what his official role is. I think he was a driver coach, but I could be very wrong. If we're being honest, McLaren doesn't have the best history of late of making the best decisions in the PR field. So I really hope they did because this would not look great for them. I feel like I would have been... Okay, let's say even if if Wiccans didn't sign off on it, if they would have done something like, you know, we, we know we're going to hold this car for him, but we're, we've decided we're going to run it and give some lame ass excuse why, or, you know, as a tribute to him or whatever you want to do, but they literally didn't say anything about it. And was just like Montoya car six. It's like, uh, I mean, <laughs> you said you were going to hold it. Yeah, and I guess it's been a, it's been quite. I mean, we get some Wiccans updates with working out and exercises and how his progress is coming, but I don't think we've had a kind of a here's where he is now. Here's X, Y, and Z. What needs to happen before he can get back into the car? So I wonder if the, do do we have the full picture too of you know has something been decided behind the scenes as far as you know the prognosis of his racing career in the future? Like that's kind of where I'm just going back. I just we just don't have enough or I don't have enough info to really know what's going on or make a judgment per se. It's fair. Uh, that's fair. I just don't like the way they went about it. All right. So let's, let's go another, let's, let's start with the TV time. So all the, the, the 
17 races were announced on the TV times. Most races are in the earlier time window this year, which is really cool. There's a few things that stood out to me. I don't know about you guys, but any concerns with the schedule or not schedule release TV release? I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like, um, you know, like an Iowa race at 4 p.m. Central versus an Iowa race at 8 p.m. Central. Because I think night races are cool. The cars look better. It's cool, like physically cooler for the fans with temperatures. But I think what we kind of gets lost in that is the TV numbers. And if that's optimal TV window for racing, um, you know, I if the time's getting moved up, helps the, the ratings then i guess i don't really care but um it would be nice to have a night race or two but it is what it is i'm not gonna lose sleep over it it would be nice to have one of those iowa races at night two i races in the dead of july in iowa is going to be blazing hot so just also as like a competition standpoint those races are run very differently at night than they are during the day and so it would have been nice to have two separate kind of races maybe race outcomes but yeah i'm with you Uh, i just want people to watch the races so whatever the tv times bring um i'm here i'm here for maybe there'll be another tornado (laughs) i mean every time you did travel with me in 2019 there was severe weather so Lightning delays, tornado delays. I'm expecting Love that. that to happen again this year. I, and I also really hope Iowa isn't like 112 degrees because, I mean, that was just unbearable to be outside. Yeah, I think the only... Is it even... Was it more unbearable than being outside at Nashville? It wasn't even close. <laughs> Iowa was way worse. Really? Was I brutal. was in Iowa in 2019. Yeah, I'd like to think of myself as kind of not like a a wimp in the weather area, and I thought it was brutal. I don't know, maybe because it was so humid. I mean, we were sitting in we were sitting in Karen's pits, and we were sweating through both of our shirts, like our undershirt and our PLP shirts, and like eleven a.m. I mean, in fairness, the pits are way hotter than any place else ever in the track, so that's probably fair. (laughs) I just remember walking out of the media center, and like it it was like you were getting punched in the gut as soon as you walked outside. (laughs) Like it wasn't like Nashville was it was it was rough, but I don't know if it was because there was a storm incoming or whatever, but it was really, really painful to deal with. But yeah, I that I would like a nice night race at Iowa, but the night races last year, TV wise, did not do well. So if they're capitalizing on TV, all right, I'm I'm here for it. Well, it's also hard. I mean, honestly, Saturday nights in the summer. Not many people are staying home to watch night races. And half the time, the sun's not even gone down yet, you know, wherever you might be. People are out doing things. It's hard to get people to watch night races. But I think that Sunday afternoon races are the way to go because it's a lazy day. People stay home. Oh, sorry. Iowa, oh, Iowa didn't run last year. I meant two years, a couple years ago, not last year. Sorry. I, I get confused. I didn't want to wait. I don't want to like call yeah. you out. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> For those wondering, I got I a text to... message from Matt that said Iowa didn't run last year. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. I wasn't trying it's, to be a I, about it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's it's cool. All right. What are we up? Uh, get. 
Gavin Ward switches from Joseph Newgarden's car to kind of a lead engineer at Aero McLaren. So I guess there's kind of two perspectives here. There's the how much of a loss is this for Newgarden and Penske and how much of a gain is this for McLaren? I think it's a huge gain for McLaren, but it's probably a huge loss for Penske. (laughs) Um, But I think isn't Gavin going, isn't the role he's taking at McLaren a bigger role than what he had at Penske? So good for him. Good for him. Yeah, I'm sure a pay raise probably came with that too. So yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going from, you know, Joseph Newgarden's pit to like the head of Carlin or whatever. You know, I think right. it's definitely a, a step up for him as far as the role and the size of the team at McLaren and how well they do things. I think Shane and I talked about that earlier in the week, uh, just how well they are structured at the track and how well they are operated. So it's good for him. I'm curious to see what happens with the number two car on the the pit wall. And I think this might be like the first thing that's kind of gone wrong infrastructurally for Joseph Newgarden in a couple of years. Cause you know, as soon as he got to the team, he had Cindric, he had great engineers pretty much the whole time. And I'm sure the next guy coming up will be great. Just never know. I could really rock the boat or it could be business as normal once February comes around. Did we see who that was? I, I feel like we did. I feel like that just came out a couple hours ago, and I can't remember the guy's name. Give me a minute. I got it. Uh, is it Kyle or something? They hired somebody from Pratt & Miller. Yeah, I knew that. And he was there for a long time. I agree with you, Hickey, though. It feels like it, this is one of the first times that Penske has had kind of a, I don't want to say an uproar, but, you know, they're not going to run the fourth car. Pagano's gone. Now they lost Gavin Ward. It's like, I know they've lost some crew members that have gone other places. Like, you know, it just feels like that hasn't happened to them in a while. So it might be really interesting to see if that's good or bad. I don't, I don't have an opinion one way or the other on what it is, but it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I agree. And the new uh, engineer for New Garden is Eric there's no chance I get this last name right. <laughs> I was just laughing. I'm like, I, I just saw his last name. Nope. I was like, there's nope. no chance. Hickey, what's your best What's your best guess on this one? Send it to me so I can guess. Is it L- Lichtel? Lichtel? Yeah, okay. L-E-I-C-H-T-L-E. Lichtel? Sorry if I got Probably. that horribly wrong. Eric, Eric Lichtel? I bet Georgia, Texas, right after this comes out, and he'll give us the phonetic spelling on it. <laughs> Thanks, George. Yeah, which is the a, other... which? Yeah, that's appreciated by the way. That was not me, me being a smartass. That would be appreciated actually. And so Ben Bretzman is <laughs> Ben Bretzman is switching over to Scotty Mack's car. Will Powers' car is unchanged. There is, you know, in the ever engineering shuffle, Penske has more changes than usual this year on multiple cars. Does it feel like there's more engineering changes across the board in all of IndyCar this year than it normally is? almost every team like engineering wise usually those guys stick around and it's pit crews and stuff that move around but this feels like a whole lot of movement this year ray hall andretti okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Chip Ganassi moved his. Scott Dixon's engineer over. Yes, Dixon's engineer. Ray Hall, like I mentioned, Andretti, Penske. I would imagine, kind of by default, Yunkos has additional engineers versus last year. And McLaren. McLaren. Probably Foyt with Kirkwood coming in. I'm sure they have some... Oh, I'm positive they did because one of their main engineers went to one of the IMSA teams. I forget which one to be. Dale Coyne because they lost Grosjean's. Yep, Dale Coyne. They promote. I know they promoted somebody into Olivier Boisson's spot that was already at Coin, but they had to hire somebody to replace that as well. But go ahead, Icky. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out. So we just said that Gavin Ward went to McLaren. So Newgarden needed a new engineer. Power didn't change. Uh, Pagano's gone, and then Bretzman went to Scotty Max. So then, who? What happened to Scotty Max engineer? Did they get like demoted or something or? IMSA for the Porsche program. That's uh, is that a demotion then? No, that's going to pay so. good. You like... Well, I didn't mean like salary wise, just prestige and whatnot. But I don't know. It'd be pretty cool to work for Porsche. Yeah, but that travel schedule is kind of hard. Uh, let's see. Well, Long Beach, Long Beach's city council has approved the race to run through twenty twenty eight. So we can continue to talk about all the fun experiences David Lighting had there once. (laughs) (laughs) We're about to add to it. (laughs) Are you guys? How many races are you guys going to? By the way, why don't you give a what's what's your uh, what's the PLP silly season look like for for everybody? I'm at three races right now. What about you guys? We just talked about it, and it looks like we're going to attempt almost every race except for Texas and maybe Portland. And even then, I might see if I can. I, I think I can. I might do Texas on like just do a solo. It's that one's tough because flights are a little rough that weekend, and yeah, it's just it's a lot. But I I think that Portland is definitely one I'm gonna I'm gonna take that weekend off this year. But because we'll be in Laguna Seca the following weekend. Actually, I propose all of PLP go to Laguna Seca because it's my birthday. Are you paying for me? Uh, PLP can pay for you. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, I'll submit my receipts. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, wait, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Memberships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I usually take one or let one or in 2019, I took three off and two of those were for weddings. This year, I'd like to take two off and that might go down to one. Because I know when it gets closer, I'll be like, oh, I can't sit still and I have nothing to do and I should go. So uh, Texas is likely, but I mean, for the most part, we should be at everything. 
Yeah, I'll be at Road America, Indianapolis, and both IR races. So do I have permission to take the other 13 off? No. No. Uh, all right. Well, I'll be I'll be submitting my receipts then. Yeah, that's that's fine. Just wait. What'd you say? You said both. Oh, Iowa. I didn't know what yeah. you meant by IR. <laughs> wait, if everybody has to go to Laguna for your birthday, everybody has to go to Detroit for my birthday, which does not seem fair. In that is not fair at cities. all. Cities. All right. Well, then fair. we're doing the drunk episode on on my birthday, and we're celebrating. Lighting's birthday with New Year's, and I don't know when Frenchie's birthday is. That, is. is your birthday Road America, Frenchie? Hickey? No. <laughs> Poor Frenchie. <laughs> you said Frenchie's name. You said when it's Frenchie's birthday, and I was like, oh, Frenchie. <laughs> no, my birthday is the November 12th, day after Veterans Day, so there's nothing. Someday, sometimes there's a football game. Other than that, there's usually nothing going on. Yeah, Indy Lights, 14 races, starting in St. Pete. Yay. There's Looks like there's going to be 16 cars on the Indy Lights grid this year, right now, if I'm... Really? Yeah, we yeah. have one Even with, with Able Motorsports, four Andretti, two Exclusive, one Force, four HMD, two Yunkos, and one with Antonio Saravalli Racing and TJ Speed, which actually has a second one announced today in James Rowe, so that might be 17. Now, granted, this is not Wikipedia. This is fandom.com slash wiki slash 2022 underscore indie underscore lights. So (laughs) thank you for that. Let me go to the app and see. The app still has 2021 drivers on there. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because I went to indielights.com earlier, and it is also not updated. No. That's not. So yeah, That's are we just going to assume that the championship winner is going to come from the look at, look at that lineup? But I tweeted that like a month ago. Stingray Rob, Hunter McElroy, Christian Rasmussen, and recently confirmed but kind of already known Matthew Brabham. Let's do that. Is and there? Freddy oh my god! Stacked. <laughs> That's one of the best teams that I could think of in recent memory. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Because like. Because, you know, we just had Herta Award, but then you had Kellett with them, and it's like, oh, jeez. Aw. Not going to apologize for that at all. But, yeah, that might be one of the best teams I've ever seen on paper for an Indy Lights team, especially yeah. for teams that have more than two cars. And because I don't remember if I've mentioned it, we are partnering with HMD again, both at the Indy Lights level and the Indy Car level. Let's go. So hopefully plug David Malukas. Yes. Hopefully everybody listened to me chat with him earlier this week. That was a lot of fun to record. The man bought a podcast mic so he could sound better when he's doing interviews from home. How Aww. heartwarming is that? I love him. He might he might be my favorite rookie. I think I could agree with that. I mean, I might be biased because like we've talked to him. A lot. I mean, 100% bias, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you I thought you were a big Lungard guy. <laughs> Rent free. <laughs> Rent free. <laughs> now it's like double rent free on me. <laughs> uh, now you just know it and you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, did Davis do a shameless uh, stream evergreen plug? 
do you have a you have a good one handy or no we didn't talk about how toronto is going to be the only race that is streaming on peacock exclusively stream evergreen <laughs> well done is that it? is that it you're there that's the only plug they get this week is just the name <laughs> uh you can find them at stream evergreen on twitter evergreenpodcast.com for for the rest yep that's the one hey my job is to make myself look like an ass not to be the savvy businessman here yep but for reals i just saw on twitter that um canada (laughs) doesn't get peacock so that feels weird (laughs) and hopefully like you guys said sportsnet but like it still feels weird for that yeah i don't yeah the 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 world of tv is very convoluted and confuses the shit out of me so yeah i don't know i'm assuming sportsnet will pick it up again maybe i don't know i just hope we get to toronto i mean it's been two years so i've never been to toronto so i have to I miss passport. it <laughs> i'm gonna start reminding you weekly i know i'll apply for it this week why do why do passports expire every 10 years because like i still have mine but it has like my dorky like sophomore year of college photo on it where i look like I feel I'm like five. I'm not cool enough to need my passport for more than once every 10 years. So, like, they should literally not expire that soon. But, yeah, I look so much more different. I would, if I was, like, going through customs, I would, like, pull me aside and be like, this this is a forgery. Same. Because mine is from 2010. And that is a very long time ago. <laughs> They'd be like, ma'am, this isn't you. <laughs> so I'd never make it to Toronto. That would be unfortunate. It would be. I love Toronto. I miss miss going there. And now it's time for Pit Lane Parlay's Pitfalls of the Week. A man who called in as Austin in Nevada uh, called into Dave Moody's show on January 5th and spouted some utter nonsense and a terrible accent and turns out that was jason jacoby who if you haven't uh, seen did you see that oh yeah you haven't seen some of, if you haven't seen some of his recent youtube videos i wouldn't no. because uh scientists say you only have a certain amount of brain cells to get you through one lifetime and i think it might go down in half if you watched 60 seconds of his youtube video uh, I'm not sure the antiquated evidence on that, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it's correct uh, with statistical backing and whatnot. So just believe me and take my word for that. Uh, it is some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, he has some of the worst takes I've ever seen in my entire life, some of which are blatantly racist. And you get the one commenter in the YouTube section like, these people just don't understand. He's being funny. It's like there's nothing funny about anything that he is saying here. Like, you or, know he has restraining orders against him. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that I've read about him from Darren Gilliam. and. Yeah. he Yeah, he's got restraining orders against him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be messed up or messing around with that. That doesn't sound very fun because, like, that just doesn't... That seems like taxing and not fun and all that stuff. What Gilliam is having to put up with that bullshit, so... It's a next level scumbag move to pose as somebody because I believe Austin in Nevada is actually like a person. That's not just some name plucked out of thin air. Like yeah. that was a real person that like is in the racing community that 
post content or whatever that he kind of just took over and whatnot. And I was like, that's a next level scumbag move. And internet never forgets. I mean, someone figured that out within 15 seconds of him talking like, Oh, that's just Jason Jacoby. Doubt you're listening. Don't want you to listen, but that is my pitfall for the week. All right. My pitfall. (laughs) And I think they deleted it, but my pitfall was with Georgia football's team using a stock car in their very first Twitter post uh, linking the national championship to Indianapolis and then they use a stock car and then they were like, if you don't understand why we're using this, then this isn't for you. And it's like, bro, you clearly don't understand where you're going because I get it. Briscoe drove, went to Georgia, drives a stock car. doesn't matter to us here in Indiana. <laughs> you use IndyCars. If you're going to relate Indianapolis to sports and to racing, it's IndyCar. So then... All Monday, anytime they did something, it was all the Pagoda, IndyCars, uh, the Borg Warner, not a stock car in sight. Like if Clemson and the University of North Carolina had a big game that was in Charlotte, it would be like graphics using an IndyCar instead of a NASCAR. That's really stupid. It's really I wouldn't expect them to use an IndyCar. If it was in Alabama, I wouldn't expect them to use an IndyCar. But like the bro that made this, I assume it's a bro because he came out and he was like, you really don't understand why this is, why we did this. Wait, the guy who made it did it? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Georgia football. The bro. (laughs) I'm sure it was. The the actual count said that. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm done with you. Yep. Well, mine, I, I found this last minute well i mean i found it last week but i'm pulling this up last minute is former australia supercars the series down from the main supercar series and australian online adult entertainer renee garcia is considering coming to nascar stateside and say what you want about her you know i'm not talking about her career choices or anything just the level of disgust in the comments that are like a woman can't race or like other disgusting comments like can we please get past that i feel like this is um part of the problem is that headline like they set that up for everybody to give her so much hate and that wasn't fair either like don't set that up for failure and that's exactly what they did because people wouldn't have known that people would not have said that if they didn't know her or were a fan. I think <laughs> I, uh, we do know one fan. We do know one. We're not going to add his name on the fan. show here. We know, we know one, but the, I don't know if it got edited or if, if it's just been on multiple websites, but motorsport.com has Renee Garcia, cons- uh, sorry, Renee Gracie considering us racing options, including NASCAR. But the byline below that is where it says adult energy. Yeah, it's, it's not good. I see your point there. I didn't honestly even think about that. I just unfortunately read all the comments. Well, I'm not saying the comments would have been any better because still right, right. bros. But they didn't set. I mean, I would venture to say most people wouldn't know one way or the other on her extracurricular activities and wouldn't have thought that they could come there and say those things because they just think because of her former industry that it's okay to talk like that and it's complete and utter bullshit sorry for the cussing it's cool i think the main 
the <laughs> main theme in the pitfalls is we are pitfalling bros. <laughs> pitfalling <laughs> bros today. <laughs> bros, you've had a bad week. Okay, well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Next week is IndyCar content week on Monday and Tuesday, so Shannon and I will be, yeah, I know it's next week, recording a bunch of interviews and I don't know, whatever else we can do. So that will take place of the standard IndyCar episode. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about all I got. So everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.